This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Auto insurance costs more than ever before. Detailed data collection helps car insurers match the price to your personal driving risk. But are consumers giving up too much privacy to get lower premiums? What about being in a car accident? Could the data that's collected ultimately be used against you in a lawsuit? Oh, absolutely. It not only could, but it very likely will. Then, young children today can struggle with anxiety and depression. What warning signs should parents look for? Just being alive is messy. And so it's really important that we understand that it's okay to be a mess, but I need to know how to manage the mess. Same thing with our children. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The program begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Auto insurance costs more than ever before. There's one way to save money, but it may come at a steep cost to your privacy. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. There's a growing trend of drivers trading a bit of privacy for lower rates on their car insurance. The number of drivers making the deal has doubled in a seven-year span. Joining us now is attorney Erica Eversman, president of the Automotive Education and Policy Institute in Akron, Ohio. Erica, we're talking about car insurance companies getting an idea of whether your driving behavior is high risk or not, aren't we? Well, according to the insurers who are using the usage-based data, they seek to obtain information about your speeds, about your braking habits. Like if you engage in hard braking, if you've come up on a stop sign quickly or some other type of event where you would need to stop quickly. They want to know, obviously, how much you drive, whether you drive at night. Very specific information about your actual physical driving habits. And they call this usage-based car insurance or telematics insurance. So what specific kinds of data do companies want to gather? Typically, the insurers ask that you download an app that each individual insurer has developed for itself, that you install that on your phone, and your phone will then track specific information about your velocity, and it will record information about what is occurring in the vehicle with you, whether you have the radio on, your seatbelt information, whether the signal has clicked. Yes. So we're talking about the so-called black box, if you will, for automobiles. Sure. There's also more information that is available via automakers' data that isn't necessarily included in black box. Black box is designed really to capture the important things of your speed, braking, whether a seatbelt was engaged, those limited pieces of information, but also for very limited periods of time, a matter of 15 to 30 seconds or so before any event may have happened. Whereas some of the information that vehicles are capable of collecting that are aside from simply the black box include things like radio station usage 
and whether you're using an auxiliary device like an iPod or an MP3 player, something different than is necessarily being collected just in your black box. And they can find out if you're texting? Certainly. Wow. How would you characterize the requirement for drivers to forfeit some privacy? It's an interesting question because while I loathe the idea of people giving up privacy and their rights to privacy, this particular usage-based insurance is probably the most accurate type of insurance rating that any driver has ever experienced or ever would experience. It is far superior to something completely, in my experience, unrelated that insurers have previously used as proxies for driving behavior, like credit scores. And insurers have used credit scores for decades as a mechanism to attempt to assist them in determining what your premium cost should be. Actually using true driver behavior is the closest that we've ever come to possibly an accurate insurance premium mechanism. However, having said that, it feels so antithetical to me as a driver and certainly to me as an attorney, the idea of allowing this invasive idea of someone being effectively permitted to sit next to you and look over your shoulder and possibly be your backseat driver, if you will, the entire time that you're driving for one's ability to obtain auto insurance. We're visiting with Erica Eversman, president of the Automotive Education and Policy Institute in Akron, Ohio. This concerns some car insurance policies requiring drivers to reveal data on how and when they drive in order to get lower rates. I mentioned before, Erica, that this is a growing trend, no doubt driven by inflation and soaring rates. But are there reliable estimates of how much drivers could save using these programs? No. There really are not. Again, it's like any of the advertising one sees from insurers that, you know, this particular behavior could save you 15% or as much as $687 a year or whatever. Those are all just vague estimates. They don't identify what a person could actually save because until that data is collected, there's no true means of estimating what premium you would have because they don't know how you drive, necessarily. Not even a range from X to Y, nothing like that? Certainly, you can always have a range. But at this juncture, there isn't enough data to make it truly effective in making a statistical determination about how much an individual person could actually save. It's still just a range based on a very large pool of potential candidates. You were raising concerns a moment ago. Let's revisit some of that. They do collect data on, for example, late night driving. But what if you just happen to be a shift worker? Aren't you at a disadvantage there? Absolutely. And this is one of the difficulties that people who may work at a factory on a B or a C shift 
or even someone who may be a delivery driver who is coming home late at night after having put in a long day's work, maybe overtime. It's potentially a disincentive for people to take particular types of jobs and certainly to possibly engage in overtime. And now we know that in this labor market, there's a dearth of workers, particularly for certain jobs. The last thing we need is any type of disincentive to discourage people from taking jobs that could put their insurance either at risk or cause them to have to pay a higher amount. And what about being in a car accident? Could the data that's collected ultimately be used against you in a lawsuit? Oh, absolutely. It not only could, but it very likely will. Well, an insurer might say, oh, this information is proprietary and it's entirely used for our rating analysis. The fact that the data exists means that the likelihood an opponent in a lawsuit would subpoena that information is almost a certainty. It would practically rise to the level likely of malpractice for an attorney not to request that information. And yet, a report from J.D. Power says people who use these programs report higher satisfaction with their insurance rates than other customers. So ultimately, isn't it a question of just what you're comfortable with? It absolutely is. The tremendous advantage to it is it is the closest that we've come to true premium rating based on the actual risk involved with verifiable data. The disadvantage is there are privacy issues involved. And of course, if a person is comfortable with that risk, then it makes a lot of sense for that particular individual to consider one of these usage-based insurance programs. Erica Eversman, president of the Automotive Education and Policy Institute. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, help your kid manage their mental mess. That story coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 